What is up, Altamud? Okay, your girl did it. She finally made some soap. So as you guys know, my first attempt at soap making was a complete fail because I was all rushed and I wasn't prepared and I was just not in the right headspace to be making soap, okay? So I corrected the error of my ways. I let several weeks go by, cleared my calendar, got a lot of the things taken care of that needed to be taken care of so that I could focus, okay? I was prepared. I used a very simple recipe. Shout out to Heidi at Healing Harvest Homestead. You guys, go check out Heidi's YouTube channel. I have binged watched several of her videos. Not only that, she is so amazing at what she does. I was just inspired to purchase her course. I think it was $77 on how to make soap, the hot process um, method. And it was absolutely 100% worth every single penny. And I can't wait to even, you know, join some of her other communities. So not an affiliate, just a fan. Definitely go check out Heidi at her YouTube channel. So last night, I'm in class teaching those folks who are trying to start a farm using soap as a cash crop how to do the hot process method along with me. I'm not an expert soap maker, so I hired an expert in Heidi to teach me how, but I am an, an expert in business. I have three of them and they're all making money. Well, two of them are making money. Um, the farm is just the farm. But anywho, so this class that I'm teaching over six months, I gave everybody a full disclaimer I'm not an expert in soap making, but I'm going to learn how to make soap and I'm going to show you guys how to sell it. So what we're doing is making this soap for a very specific audience. I've talked to you guys about the folks who have like skin related issues, eczema. So our ingredients have been intentionally chosen for that purpose. But in this particular recipe, we're using these ingredients just simply because they are a simple recipe for me to get practice on. So we've got coconut oil. We've got, it called for shea butter, but I was able to substitute coconut butter, apparently. You must do your research. You can't just substitute things willy-nilly. So I did my research and I realized that I could substitute cocoa butter for shea butter. Um, likewise, it called for apricot oil. I'm sorry, almond oil. I didn't have any almond oil, but I had apricot oil. And both of those are seed oils with oleic acid as their fat, I believe. So, and I may be miss saying that, but anyway, they could be substituted for one another. So what did I have? I have coconut oil, cocoa butter, almond oil, I'm sorry, apricot oil, and I had castor oil and what else? Oh, olive oil, olive oil. So those were my oils. And then obviously we have the lye and we have the distilled water. I didn't do the goat's milk soap this time. Apparently um, sugars are not... My, I'm not ready for sugars yet. I'm not ready for stuff with sugars. I need to just start with the basics. And so, like I said from the last video, you have to learn how to respect this process. And that's exactly what I did this time around. So we're in class. We're taking our time. We're going slowly. We started off mixing our oils. We got our oils all mixed in. The crock pot was heated. And so the cocoa butter obviously was solid. So it needed some time to melt. The coconut oil, I'd already kind of put in the microwave, so it was already kind of liquefied, but it, you know, needed some time to melt. And then I added my other oils, measured to the T, made sure everything was just as per the, the instructions, right? I didn't deviate at all whatsoever. 
So then we get our lye mixed into our water. You never, ever, ever pour water into lye. Never pour water into lye. Always, always, always pour your lye into your water. That way you don't create any kind of a volcanic kind of a situation when you pour, do it the other way around. Also, as a reminder, never use aluminum in this whole process. Aluminum is a reactive metal and it could react with your lye. So if you're stirring or doing anything with any kind of, you know, utensil, make sure it is non-aluminum. Okay. Now, so I got everything together and the oils I made sure were all melted before I poured my lye mixture in. And this lye mixture, let me tell you, I had to step outside because the last time I made soap, I got sick for like three or four days and I thought I had COVID or something. But I think it was because I was, as I was mixing the lye, I was talking and breathing in those fumes. And that was not a good idea. And I didn't have on a mask. So this time I took extra caution to make sure when I was mixing the lye to make sure I was standing, I was already in a ventilated space, which is very important. However, talking over a, a lye mixture is just not a good idea. So what I did this time is I made sure I stepped back away from the lye mixture as I was stirring. And I even stepped outside at one point just to make sure I got, a, I got plenty of ventilation because once you start stirring it right at the beginning, that smoke starts coming off of it because it's heating up. And that's the stuff that could really irritate your throat and your nostrils. So definitely be aware of that. It's probably just a good idea to wear a mask. Okay, so I got the lye mixture all mixed in. You want to mix that in thoroughly. Make sure it kind of gets clear. You're going to be mixing it for a few minutes. Then, then stir that into your oil. And as soon as you do, you're going to start seeing the color change and you know, things start to change. So I'm stirring it and stirring it and stirring it. I was stirring it with my wooden spoon and I was stirring it and stirring it and stirring it. It seemed like it was taking forever. So I decided to use my hand mixer to, you know, kind of accelerate the process because you know I'm impatient. So I used my hand mixer to accelerate the process and boy, did it ever. It started to really thicken up. Um, I noticed that it started to get to trace probably about maybe 10 minutes, five minutes into using the hand mixer. I can't remember. At any rate, it started to get to that first phase, which is that pudding phase. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's happening. I can't believe it. And so I was talking to the other students who were getting ready to do this. And um, some of which actually have already started. And I'm super proud of them. Some of them are kind of like, still kind of nervous about it. Still kind of watching me see if I blow things up, right? Uh, but I believe now that we've gotten through this second attempt and they see that it actually does work and it's, you know, not as scary as I made it seem to begin with that I think people are going to start taking the steps forward because the goal for this whole class for six months is for me to help you get your farm started, guys, from anywhere. Like, I don't want you to just keep waiting on that. I don't want you to wait on land. I don't want you to wait on anything. I want you to go ahead and start producing an agricultural product. Remember what the USDA says, a farm is any place that could or normally would produce $1,000 worth of agricultural products in a given year. That's any place. That means your kitchen, right? So soap is in fact an agricultural product and you absolutely should and could start that in your kitchen, wherever you are. And we talked about this last night amongst ourselves and that, and that's the fact that if you're making soap, you really should be making salves and creams and, and candles and a host, whole host of other things. But anyway, back to the soap. So we got all of that done. Um, these guys are getting ready to start their farm, get their farm number. We're going to get all the soap made 
so we can sell a thousand dollars worth of product. Now, a big part of this class is I'm showing them how to sell. Like I said, it's 80% business, 20% soap making. So the 80% business is I'm showing them how to get their social media set up. I'm helping them with their videography and all of the things so that they can get a wait list because this soap is going to be so, you know, quality. It's going to have quality ingredients. And so it's not going to be just your averagely priced bar of soap. And they also have access to a calculator that lets them input their margins, input their expenses so that they can actually come up with the right retail and wholesale pricing for their soap. So this class is like comprehensive, right? We're learning how to make soap, yes, but we're also learning how to build a small business at the same time. Okay, so anyway, the soap is done. I'm mixing it and mixing it. It went through the pudding stage. Then I saw the translucence and the mash at the end of the mashed potato phase. And then it kind of almost got to this waxy phase. Now here I'm realizing that I have waited too long. I think it got too dry. I should have had somebody on my YouTube channel, shout out to um, the gentleman on my YouTube channel who gave me tips. I forgot to have my water sitting there to make sure it didn't get too dry and I think it kind of did, but I, I've learned to make sure I don't do that again. I didn't use the goat's milk, so I you know, didn't have to worry about adding that in, but the water, I did need to probably add some at the end because it did get kind of dry. But I also wanted it to smell good. So I poured the essential oils that I had for, I had lavender essential oil and I poured that in after everything was over. Why? Because the hot, the hot process, it will, you know, dissipate the, the scent of your, of your essential oil if you put it in too soon. So I waited to the very end and put that in. I also put in some, um, um, Brazilian purple clay, which I shouldn't have done when I did it. I did it after the essential oil. It was dry and it was hard to mix in and it probably didn't do any good at all. At any rate, I'll make sure I do that differently next time. But I did put my essential oils in and typically the rule of thumb is a teaspoon per pound of oils. And once I added up all of my oils, it was about two pounds of oils. And so I did two teaspoons of essential oil. Well, it really quite two ounces rather of essential oils, two is it two ounces or two teaspoons? I don't know. I put in the whole jar, okay? I put the whole jar of essential oil into the mixture right at the very, very end, mix it up really good, which was extremely hard to do because it had gotten really thick by this point. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is too dry, but I didn't add any more liquid. I just put it in the mold and was like, okay, whatever happens, happens. So that was last night. This morning I get up and I'm so excited. I go grab some donuts, get some coffee go back there to check on my soap. And it was so nice to walk back there and not see a science experiment gone wrong. It was just this nice little loaf sitting, waiting to be uncovered. And so I went into my soap kitchen to check on my loaf and I looked at the top and it looks pretty rough. It's not the prettiest loaf, okay? I will admit, um, but I grabbed a few crumbles off of it so that I could go do my lather test. So take it back into my kitchen up front turn on some water and I start the lather test and you guys, OMG, this soap smells so good and it feels so good. Now it may not be the prettiest soap, okay? But when I tell you when I started and I just have, as you can see, just a couple of little crumbles that I grabbed off of the top of the loaf. I didn't even grab like a whole ounce. I, I mean, it wasn't even maybe even a teaspoon, not even that much, just a few crumbles, took it into the, to the sink and started, added some water to it and started rubbing. And girl, let me tell you, this soap is heavenly. And guys, I know there's some guys listening. 
This soap is heavenly, okay? So it's creamy, it's moisturizing, it smells good. I cannot wait to use it in the shower and I am just proud of myself because I finally did it. I made soap using this hot process method allowed me to use it the next morning. Cold process method would mean that I don't have to wait several weeks for it to cure. Um, but the cold process method does have some pros. You can make a lot prettier, more aesthetically, you know, pleasing bars of soap using that method. However, I like to hurry up. I'm like impatient if you haven't learned that about me right now, by now. I am very impatient, so the hot process method works for me. Plus, for this particular class, we need to sell this stuff. So we ain't got weeks and weeks and weeks to wait on soap for, for, for soap to cure. So that's another reason why we're focusing on the hot process method. I'm glad I didn't have to throw away my crock pot. I thought I was gonna have to throw away my crock pot from the last issue, but I, got, I was able to use some vinegar and get it cleaned. Another big tip, keep some white vinegar. Get gallons and gallons of the stuff if you're gonna start making soap. And I cannot recommend soap making enough. Like the process is just very relaxing and it's kind of empowering because, you know, the soaps that we buy from the store have a whole bunch of crap in them. And I know exactly what's in this soap and I can't wait to cut it. I'll do that in the next video. And I can't wait for my family to use it. I feel confident in giving a bar to everybody to use. And it's going to be, you know what? I'll probably do Christmas presents. I'll probably make soap for everybody. But anyway, so I got my first loaf made. I can't wait to cut it in the next video. Video. Thank you guys for sticking around and for your encouraging words and for your tips. I love you guys. You are amazing. If you're on the fence about starting a farm, don't be. Get started with something like soap. It's an agricultural product and you can start a farm from anywhere. Don't forget, farm meet and greet is the last day of the month. So register at the link below if you haven't done so already because if you can't make it live, you can always watch the replay. All right, I'll see you guys later. Have a great one. Peace.